Welcome to the Hoosier Ag Today podcast on Thursday, November the 16th. I'm Andy Eubank, Eric Pfeiffer, and Elise Koning join me today. The Hat Podcast brought to you by First Farmers Bank and Trust. Experience banking built on heart, grit, and agriculture. Visit ffbt.com to learn more or stop by your local branch and talk about your ag operation today. Coming up in the news, a look at Indiana Farm Bureau policies for the next year and a way to feed less hay. Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin has above normal temperatures, but rain coming too. And grain and oilseed markets sold off yesterday. Steve Erdman analysis coming up on the Hoosier Ag Today Thursday podcast. At First Farmers Bank and Trust, we know that when agriculture thrives, we all do. It's the heart and grit of our agricultural communities that keep the crops coming in and the livestock cared for day and night. That's why we build financial solutions around the needs and schedules of our ag clients. If you're looking for a financial partner that has over 135 years experience in understanding and supporting agriculture, we want to hear from you. Let's harvest success together. First Farmers Bank and Trust, member FDIC, equal opportunity lender. From seed, grain, and feed companies to crop protection, farm implements, and technology, agribusiness is all around us here in Indiana. I'm Bruce Kettler, President and CEO of the Agribusiness Council of Indiana. At ACI, our sole focus is on the needs of our members. We advocate, educate, inform, and we invite you to join us in our mission. Visit our website, inagribiz.org, to become a member. That's inagribiz.org. The Agribusiness Council of Indiana, strengthening and connecting Indiana agribusiness. Indiana Farm Bureau lays out their policy priorities and feeding less hay this winter. I'm Eric Pfeiffer. This is Hoosier Ag Today. Indiana Farm Bureau has laid out their priorities for the 2024 Indiana Legislative Session set to begin in January. Rural viability returns to their priority list, focusing on providing a spark to rural communities through seeking dollars for broadband deployment, infrastructure upgrades, quality child care options, and preserving farmland. Another Farm Bureau priority will be taxation and fiscal policy. After passing a two-year budget in 2023, this upcoming session will be a short one for legislators. Indiana Farm Bureau Executive Director of Public Policy Andy Tower says they'll take this session to really lay groundwork for the 25 budget session. We heard a lot of conversations last year during the budget talks about concerns of increased uh, property taxes for for homeowners. Well, our agriculture property taxes as well went up percentage-wise about the same percentage basis. And so as we look to that next buying in budget in 2025, do we need to take another look at the farmland formula? Are there some tweaks that we can be making there to, as, as folks look to shift the tax burden around that we protect farmers, as well as looking at maybe some potential overall state and local tax reforms. With more than 80% of land in Indiana devoted to farms, forests, and woodlands, Farm Bureau will prioritize land use and property rights as they say those continue to be threatened by development. Tower says they've focused in years past on water quality, and farmer members have done a great job with that. But this year, they're going to focus more on water quantity. And yes, absolutely, this LEAP project in Boone County and, and this conversation about water withdrawal up from the Tippecanoe County area has risen this to the top. But as we've started talking to members, this water quantity concern is 
is much more widespread than, quite frankly, I think we all had a real appreciation for. And so this is another area we're going to be working with a group of members to to really dig into this, to help help us think about long-term, what type of water, whether it's regulation, guidance, those type of things that we in Indiana need to have for the future of Indiana, not only today, not just five years, maybe 10, 20 years down the road. Tower goes into much more detail on each priority in the full hat interview at HoosierAgToday.com. He also gives a preview of the Indiana Farm Bureau State Convention coming to Fort Wayne December 14th through the 16th. Hay costs can be a significant factor in the winter feeding budget, but the latest guests on the Hat Soil Health podcast share one way that they can feed less hay. Elise Koning has the story. Devin Churchill raises cattle in Harrison County. He says that he and his father Cameron started integrating their livestock into cropland using a practice called regenerative grazing. We wanted to lean heavier into the rotational grazing, so now we move them with an intensive grazing principle where they're being moved often numerous times a week, every one, two, or three days. The research has shown for us that it was too advantageous to not try. Cameron Churchill says that one result of their experimentation on the farm was a reduction in hay consumption. It's a different world here for us. Our hay consumption has gone to uh, maybe it's a little over a third what it used to be before this. We used to bale 2,000 plus bales a year and now on an average year 700, 750 bales will get us through the winter. We can graze on good years. We can graze up into February. Joining the Churchills on the podcast is Pete Huff. He's the co-director of the Wallace Center in Wisconsin. He says there's an economic benefit to integrating livestock into cropland as well. As we have come to conclude is that if folks are putting out cover crop, if you're not grazing it, if that's an option, you're really leaving money on the table. Hear the full conversation on the Hat Soil Health Podcast brought to you by the Conservation Cropping Systems Initiative on the Hoosier Ag Today app. I'm Elise Koning. And I'm Eric Pfeiffer, Hoosier Ag Today, Indiana's Farm Network. Let's face it, operating a farm isn't going to get any less expensive this year. That's why an operating loan from Farm Credit Bid America is built to give you more cash back and more flexibility in how you are able to manage your funds. Learn more at fcma.com slash operating and get an operating loan that pays you back. Loan subject to credit approval. Additional terms and conditions may apply. Farm Credit Bid America is an equal opportunity lender. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin with Hoosier Act Today's Indiana Farm Forecast. We've got one more warm and dry day before things change just a little bit here. Now, we're not done with the above normal temperatures. No, we're not done with that at all. I think we have another surge of warm air coming as we finish out the weekend, Saturday afternoon, Sunday, and go into the start of next week, Monday. But the overall pattern is not going to be as nice as we've had here for the past week again for a while. We'll get to that in a bit. Let's talk today first. Sunshine, blue sky, above normal temperatures, excellent dry down. This is another great day for harvest. You need to get after it today because we're going to have a few interruptions tomorrow. Overnight tonight into tomorrow, a frontal boundary starts to work out of the upper Midwest. It slides across the area. Not much moisture associated with it, but we will see a few hit and miss scattered showers for your Friday. Right now, I'm projecting a few hundreds to maybe four tenths maximum, 75% coverage here, but a lot of clouds and definitely we're not drying as much tomorrow right even if you don't get rain you're not going to be drying down additionally especially crop that's in the field so that's our friday now everything's done by friday evening we're chilly behind this frontal complex temperatures are chilly for tomorrow and all the way into early saturday but we dry down for saturday sunday and monday and honestly temperatures bounce saturday afternoon so we're mild again sunday and monday 
Let's go to next to Tuesday because this is where things start to get real interesting. A significant area of low pressure comes out of the Four Corners region on Sunday, brings rain to the Great Plains. This then arcs down through southern parts of Arkansas, comes through western Tennessee, and wants to park Tuesday midday in southwest Indiana. So that track, as it kind of arcs through, does not bode well for us. And indeed, we're going to be looking at some significant moisture developing overnight Monday night and holding on through Tuesday and I think wraparound moisture is still here early Wednesday. I look for us to see anywhere from a half to one and a half inches of rain. Coverage will be 100% of the Hoosier State. Cold air comes in behind the front fairly quickly and so the wraparound moisture overnight Tuesday night into early Wednesday I wouldn't be surprised if there's some sloppy wet snowflake activity in there. Now remember we just got done coming off of a very warm week to week and a half period here so it's not like the snow is going to be sitting anywhere it's going to come down and act like rain but there could be wet snowflakes in here i think the moisture dries up relatively quickly after the sun comes up wednesday but the cold air is here wednesday is very chilly with clouds and limited sunshine and then we move to thanksgiving day no travel problems all right but we're chilly across the Hoosier State. Nowhere near what we've seen over the past week to week and a half. So chilly, pleasant, good time to be inside, warming up the house with the oven, making turkey, ham, beef, whatever it is you do for Thanksgiving. They have another slow, sagging front then trying to set up the sag through a late next Thursday night, Thanksgiving night into Friday. No moisture with it, but it's just a reinforcing shot of cold air, meaning we stay chilly through the balance of the holiday weekend, watching a system try to come together back in Montana, northern Wyoming, for the late 24th into 25th time frame. I think it kicks out and may give us a chance for some moisture very late in the holiday weekend, so maybe Sunday the 26th and going into Monday the 27th. I'm meteorologist Ryan Martin. It was a sell-off across the board. This is Hoosier Ag Today in the Wednesday Farm Market Review. I'm Andy Eubank, settlements on the way, first market analysis. And for that, I checked in late in trade with Steve Erdman at EFG Group in Chicago. Steve, it was a sell-off for corn, soybeans, and wheat. We've not seen that where all three were lower on the same day in recent sessions. You have to go back to last week after the USDA report. But uh, soybeans, let's start there. Off of the lows, Nopa Crush number came in. I believe best on record. Was that part of a little bit of a soybean comeback? I think it was a little bit of the pressure, actually, Andy. I think the meal market being down $4.40 today is based on the fact that we're probably producing at least adequate amounts of meal now. And that, that created a little pressure on the front end. The expiration in the no bean contract yesterday also, I think, created a little bit of pressure on the on the back end. Um, I think people have have now realized that with the problems that Argentina had last year, and now they're translating into problems dryness that they're, that they're having in Brazil this year, has has really got people's attention. And I think that's been the driving force. Those two those two things have been the driving force behind the strength in meal and in beans here for the past two or three weeks. Um, I think three weeks ago, when we had about nine different destinations come to the U.S. market to buy meal, really got people's attention. And and that exemplified, you know, the problem that Argentina had with their crop last year and the fact that they do not have adequate supplies to continue to supply the world market. So people are really forced to come to us. And then you add to that 
the uncertainty of the Brazilian crop. And, and I think at the beginning of the week, um, nine different, nine different, uh, regions were added to, uh, the concern list from the dryness. So we go back and forth. We keep seeing the weather prognosticators saying the pattern's going to be broken or at least eased. And there should be some moisture coming into that area or the, the, at least the areas that need the moisture. And I think that's what created the sell-off in the front end of the beans. And I think it also created the sell-off in corn because the market's kind of been on pins and needles about the safrina crop, given the fact that they have delayed planting of beans in some of these areas, which would mean that even the ability to get a second season corn crop in might be threatened. So we've got a couple of those things uh, floating around. I think the, the, the weakness in wheat today was attributed to French wheat being uh, on the defensive, and this, we're still dealing with Ukrainian-Russian wheat competition. But in the same breath, I think the wheat market is somewhat stable in this area because of the dryness in Argentina and in Australia, and the fact that that may lower some of the supplies, the world supplies that we look at each month. So we got several things working on us right now. But you know, don't lose fact sight of the fact that we've got. November of 24 beans trading at 1314. You know, we're still got some attractive prices out there that I think producers should really be taking a look at, especially uh, given the fact that the patterns are shifting. And if, if Brazil does grow a decent crop, it's going to be hard to maintain $13 beans, I would think. But, you know, tightness in the U.S., uncertainty in Brazil translates to some pretty fancy prices out in, in the deferred months. Market analysis from Steve Erdman, EFG Group in Chicago. On the Hat Farm Market Review for Wednesday, settlements, December corn for 70 and three quarters, ending down seven and a half cents. March down a nickel and three quarters at 488 and a half. Jan soybeans, 13.85 even, four and three quarters lower. And the March down three at 13.99 and a half. December wheat, 5.60 and a half, losing 11 and a half cents. Mixed meats, December live cattle, 177.77, up $1.92. December lean hogs, 71.05, down 125. I'm Andy Eubank with the Wednesday Review. This is Who's Your Ag Today, Indiana's Farm Network.